ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. I trust you will excuse my startled expression, but this is what I just pulled out of my hat. It's rather a shock when one is expecting a rabbit. However, I suppose it isn't as traumatic as it would be if I were expecting her and got the rabbit. Since my hand is not quicker than the eye, I think she will be quite useful in diverting your attention. This evening, I shall attempt several feats of legerdemain. One is to make an hour disappear without you realizing it. That will not be easy considering this first minute. Well, as of you and many other folk, <clears throat> we all particularly find advertisements very distasteful. So instead, we'll just begin with the Horror Business Podcast instead of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. <clears throat> uh, you're listening to Thomas. Uh, I figured I would start off with a poem and I would just continue the Caretaker Diaries. Uh, as I said, I wasn't sure if I was going to do the switch over or not. Um, I'm thinking because of the whole confusion with my phones and stuff like that and maybe some other writer discrepancies that may be involved, I think I'll probably do both. So with that being said, I'll scroll through as I always do to find the poem that would maybe best suit this evening. And as always, you can check your... Huh? Local neighborhood Albertsons for your Disney special. And uh, also, um, if that's not uh, feasible or plausible for you, you could always check out your friendly neighborhood's Stater Brothers. And as we just keep scrolling here. if I did this one earlier or not. Candles wick. Measured time at candles ends. And colors nice and perfume rare. Something to behold, I swear. But when it burns at both ends, to where does it go? All the wax is tipped so long and gasping for air. Time's been long to ink on page. The light is decent, but the desk is drab. Papers riddle all about, scattered round, spilling on the floor, and the wax it seems to stick somewhere, and further away it only grows. Dimmer. The gentle flicker raid. Will it send its softer shadows but the floor? Crinkles with its shuffled sounds, and one sits so to strain his eyes. And as the ruffles match the shadows pen to page, sends reels of time skipping out of focus, set so still. And yet it goes, and the stacks of paper only grow, 
Words spill and pour of times gone by. So what is this candle? Is it you or me? As nice as it may seem, there's only so much wick to burn. And low snuff to time or two. Pinch black with sound of creeping death, but wind had swept its embers high. Its fire rages. And even rain only slows its inevitable ends. And they never justify its means. But like all things, they fade. And the smoke will clear in the hollow glass it's blackened through. And they fade and die. And what remnants do we leave behind? Hopefully more than the ends that were never justified. And so what of you and I? Well, we as candles wait to die, burning at our ends, praying for a storm. But either or, ways that seem heavy storm pressing or giving up is really the same when you've been burning out your life that way. But the brighter fires pay for brighter days, so some say. But it never really seems so much in a homely way. And if home is where our heart is, it's scattered all around and all the trotting like the papers on the floor causing quite the racket. So tread light. The room's so full of guests, and it's not that it doesn't hurt. I feel it's what people feel they have to do. And on the way out, the doormat's for the wax as well. But with all the trotting on these pieces of me on the floor, just don't slam the door. Actually finishing that, I... I actually think I may have did that on the second or the third podcast, I think. So my my apologies for that one. But uh, we'll get into where I left off on the Caretaker Diaries. And as I said before, I think I'm going to try to do the switch in this one. If I don't make it to the switch, then I'll do it in the next podcast. The Silhouette. of it fading off into the distance. It only grew with the demented fading of the house as well. Seemed to silhouette all with the trees and the rain beating against the window in the car. It was a quiet ride. The gentleman who met with me in the Hadmaster wasn't one for, wasn't really one for conversation. It was grim. As grim as the cemetery was that morning. And the man that I could have sworn I saw in the trees had to have been there. I knew I had been working a lot of hours after my grandpa passed and it's only been 48. Swear, I wonder where time goes, really. But the last of the funeral march, Christian, had began to fade away. And there I was left alone in the truck, still smoking on a cigarette, drinking coffee from my thermos, wondering if what I saw in the trees was really there. I began to trim the hedges that were around, the tree above the grave that I just filled, and 
The last of the mourners were leaving. It was cold. Still the autumn before the first real set of winter. As it always was. I only remember digging. Digging and digging and digging and digging what seemed as no end. A continuous shuffle of the shovel. Seems as though it never end. I remember waking up. There was blood dripping through my throat. Not a lot, like a laceration would, but something more like a burn. In front of the typewriter, There was a silhouette of my man into the cigarette box. My grandpa had ever had one on every desk, I swear. Thought you'd never wake up, he said. Who might you be, I asked. And name's Richard. You know, there used to be cornfields around here, but... Fucking, that was the only tree. Man, I'll tell you, a lot grew since. What? Listen, man. Your grandpa told me you'd probably hear it a lot better if it came from me instead of somebody else, you know. I didn't really quite know what he meant. Listen, man. I know everything that's been going on around here for a long time, man. We've we've been waiting a long time for you. And I was I was shocked. <laughs> and I guess the look on my face must have presented the same case and all of a sudden I just remember circles. Circles of kids running and running and running in circles. <laughs> kids for the enemies. While well, they said to go. While well, I stood the wreckage. While well, I stood the woe. Can't stop all my relatives because they don't want me around. Just sit in the corner and I don't make a sound. Blasting in the background. The adolescent. I, somebody with a 10 gallon hat came in firing rounds into crowds of people. Somebody from Zubies, I guess. One of those crazy fucks. I just remember hitting the floor. 
I just remember the blood dripping from my throat. But enough, not enough to bleed, just enough to burn. Richard, what the fuck is going on, man? Well, your grandpa wanted me to tell you all about it, man. I guess, like, you're the one who's supposed to set us free and shit. I guess you haven't met your uncle yet, but he's supposed to, he's supposed to come around or something, man. He... By the way, I, I drink the leftover beer in your fridge, man. I hope you don't mind. I hung my head, still kind of confused about what was really going on. I, I didn't quite get it yet. And so he continued to explain. And in layman's terms, I guess, the typewriter my grandpa was using was actually inherited by my uncle. You see, before he came overseas, he was working at a cemetery in Ireland in an antique shop, I guess. A tinker of sorts came out from the back and offered an antique from the back in regards to what he was looking for, and it was a typewriter. Weird thing about it is, though, is after the uncle disappeared, there was no ribbon in the typewriter. Some say the ink was from the morgue fluid. Some say it was from toxic bloods. Well, you see, back in the day, when they were still over the Hedgebury, over in England, something about the body snatchers. And they'd cut off the heads so the bodies wouldn't listen. Grisham. So they didn't know. And nobody really knew for sure. But I remember hearing the creek running from underneath the bridge. Golden leaves falling in the cemetery. As the smoke rose from the ashtray. A crow perched on the chair. Hanging out like he'd been there the whole time. After I caught a glimpse, he was gone. But also, I remember was black. Like his wings covered over my face. And there was Richard drinking the last of the whiskey from my freezer. Thought you'd never wake up again, man. This guy. Felt like I'd never be able to get rid of him. 
Listen, man. Your grandpa wanted me to help you. So if you think I hung around this lousy place for no reason, <laughs> you're out of your goddamn mind. Took another cigarette from the cigarette case on the desk. And I'm only being modest to not be in jest. But we got a lot of work we got to do. And I just remember digging. And digging. That's it. For this evening's Horror Business Podcast. You're listening to Thomas. Thomas.